The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it, Roadshow Friday here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. We are getting you set for Nebraska, Louisiana Tech, getting you set for some Friday Night Lights, Husker Volleyball in action down in Lincoln, and my, oh my, happy hour is knocking on that door. So we invite you out to Herdat Sports Bar and Grill, La Vista, uh, 12744 West Portway Parkway. That's right, West Portway Parkway, Cabela's, Embassy Suites, right off the interstate. And I think Elijah Herbal, to my right, is going to hammer about 75 wings tonight. Ooh, I don't know about that. No? Oh, I do have, you know, a lot of work to do tomorrow. And if I know anything about <laughs> 75 wings, that is going to put me in the bathroom here, for a little bit. So. Here, here's the question, Mark. Is is Nebraska going to run for more yards in the fourth quarter, or will a one Elijah Herbal knock out more Hot wings here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. What's the over-under there for yards gained in the fourth quarter versus wings eaten by one Elijah Herbal? Well, Connor well, Clark is the, the chained w- back in studio in Lincoln. We wave at Connor. Watch the show here on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel if you want to catch the video side. But you're thinking about wings. It's Friday night. And the thing about the wings here, they're good-sized. You guys are oh, you're, you're getting a lot of, you're of not meat on that bone. I don't know. Whether I can take down, I mean, 10, 10 I can probably do. 15 starts getting a little hairy. You can then, do 15. Oh, they're large wings, dude. Are you dude. kidding me? They're large wings, 15. dude. 15. Do it. Tim chimes in. Slackers. Come on, man. Uh, I, I, lo- I love the challenge by, by Tim out there. But we invite you down <laughs> here. We're here till 6 o'clock in La Vista at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. We're here on Friday nights, and uh, we invite you down. Burgers. Wraps, pizza, wings, food for the kitties, and yes, they have the corn nuggets that are to die for. Topic today, does Nebraska get to 500? We think so. What does Nebraska's season look like when it comes to staying or exceeding 500? We'll dive into that. Uh, As a Nebraska and just a football fan, uh, you've been in the Big Ten long enough. Uh, Is it time to embrace your inner Big Ten when it comes to style of football and uh, Sunday's headlines we'll, we'll get into there. Numbers to dial up 489-1240 489-1240 across the state where you hear us on the Hill Varsity Radio Network 800-825-5865 can email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com and also tweet at us at the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio and your stream comments of course to Hale Varsity YouTube we have things configured MacGyvered. So uh, if you do come out and check us out here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill, you can actually hear the show. And it is uh, in glorious stereo. It's it's outstanding. But uh, good week, Elijah. You doing all right, Connor? How you hanging? I'm, I'm doing well, yeah. And I just was laughing a little earlier at Tim's comment as we're talking about wings and food here, and he comments in, 
excited to hear some Husker football talk. So sure, we'll get I, I there. Think, I think Tim is is ready to get geared up for a Husker football Saturday. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat, ready for the game tomorrow. It's been the the same talking points about all week long whenever you talk about the offense, the running backs, and the quarterbacks. And you're going to have a lot of those questions answered tomorrow. We can talk about it ad nauseum, but sometimes you just got to get in between those white lines and you got to play the football game for us to be able to talk about it. So I'm looking forward to get some of those questions answered in terms of who's going to be starting at quarterback, what's the, uh, the, the backup situation behind Anthony Grant. We're going to learn a lot and then uh, hopefully get a chance to see some young guys tomorrow which can maybe answer some questions moving forward with the Husker offense as well. So all in all, happy to be here on a Friday, but man, am I ready for that game tomorrow. I'm ready for tomorrow as well. I'm very happy that it's Friday. I'm looking forward to another hopefully great performance by that just absolute stud of a defensive unit. They've been so much fun to watch. I love me some good defense and I really need some football team to take my attention off of my Chicago Bears this week. <laughs> Please well, give me something I need some, to get away. You had some uh, thieves in the night take some attention away, at least from uh, Chicago, the team. And it's now Chicago, the lack of security. Uh, as what was Lack it, 10, of 000, everything. $10,000, worth of equipment ripped off. And, and I don't have the details that we're talking about hats, cleats, gloves. I heard it was lawnmower equipment. <laughs> it <laughs> like, was. Seriously. It was, in fact, lawnmower equipment and other various Some dude on the south the side is going to pop up with the mother of all yard care services. And then all of a sudden, hey. Oh. Hey. Well, the problem is is that I don't think Bears fans would be upset if they would have bra- broken in and stolen the entire Bears coaching staff. But instead, they're taking equipment. So... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would work. <laughs> Playbooks are left out there. They were left. <laughs> the playbook was was left there on the. Uh, Those could be burned, probably. On the turf. No, you wouldn't believe it. They they came in, they stole the equipment, and they left more tickets as well. They, they had well, tickets to the game this I week, mean, and they yeah, just it, left it at the stadium. Fields was probably wishing they took him too. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fields is like, don't leave me. It's the coaching, I promise. But guys, we we dive in a little bit here as we're here at the Heard at Sports Bar and Grill Four to Six Sale Varsity Roadshow and uh, La Vista. Plenty to get into with Nebraska. And listen, Nebraska should cover the number. Nebraska should win. I think the question mark about tomorrow is is weather and how that does or doesn't play a factor. But let's dive into some, some Sunday headlines. What are we talking about in about 48 hours or a little less than with this Nebraska football team? To me, it's, it's going to be uh, – the offense stepped forward a little bit and looked better, but they're still tough to watch. And it's going to be the, the, the defense. And to me, it's going to be the defense that got after a, a really ineffective offensive line in Louisiana Tech. Whoever's playing quarterback for Louisiana Tech is going to be harassed. I think that secondary against that wide receiver group that La Tech has, the secondary will flex again. They've seen uh, as about as good of a unit as you'll see because Nebraska doesn't see Ohio State this year. They did see Colorado's fearsome foursome. And while that didn't go well in the second half, it wasn't for lack of defensive effort. It was more about altitude and being on the field for four hours. So Nebraska's seen all shapes and sizes of wide out and talent level and skill and quickness and agility and straight-up speed. So I'm anxious for that, that front four that rule – subtly said, you know what, there needs to be more pressure with four men. 
I think that steps forward. That's a headline. Nebraska and their 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 pressure slash sack total, and then the secondary feasting on possibly a couple of turnovers that could set up the offense in short field. And I like the thought of the defense catching the headlines on Sunday morning or even Saturday night. But I still think that with all the question marks on the offense, that's going to be the first place that a lot of people, probably us included on Saturday night, will probably go. Is you have to talk about the quarterback situation, a game where we expect both guys, both Sims and Harburg, to be getting some significant snaps in this game. I think you're going to be talking about the quarterbacks. You're going to be talking about any potential turnovers that occur in the game from the offense. Those are so going to be talking about quarterbacks. Is it bad or wow? That's, I think that's it's a both. Great point. I think you talk about them either way because, I mean, if say Sims comes back in healthy and I, you got to consider the opponent, right? But mm-hmm. if he comes back in and plays the best game of the year. Oh my goodness, Jeff Sims is here. This is the Jeff Sims we expected to see, right? If he doesn't play well, well, I guess it's hard. Heinrich Harburg's team now, or something like that, right? So I feel like either way, you like you you could put that anywhere on the offense. You could put that in the running back room. Say Anthony Grant has a monster game. Say he fumbles twice. He's probably going to lead the headlines no matter what happens, I would say. I, I think you want a workmanlike offense, per, offensive performance that's a little bit better that doesn't include a stretch of seven either punts or three and outs between scores. So there's something you can build on that shows some progress. But above all, the, the headline is going to be what the defense did or didn't do. See, I, I, as, as much as the, the quarterback discussion point's been very real this week, and you're both right, and the running back is key to this offense, it's going to be the defense that is going to absolutely put Louisiana Tech to sleep and provide opportunity for this offense or keep keep Nebraska in it long enough to go win the game and, and get comfortable. And I think it's a good thought. I think we should be talking about the defense on Sunday, assuming they put up a performance that we've come to expect from them for the first three, three games. But it's just that. It's what we've already come to expect from the defense. They're the known commodity on this football team right now, with the offense being your unknown commodity. And I think that the question's going, is the offense going to show that strain? To, to bring back an go, old Bob Diaco quote. Did you quote. just go... <laughs> Diamond uh, Diaco on me well, I mean, 15 it, minutes into the show. I mean, what kind of strain is the offense going to show on Saturday? We already know what type of strain this defense puts in every single week. They go in and ball out every single week. I think I'm interpreting what Bob Diaco meant there well, and it's it's been years of trying to interpret that quote to no avail. I think I might get it, and it, it, it comes back to this conversation. You know, the defense is the known commodity. You know what type of strain they're going to put in there. The offense is... Is it going to be a good strain? Is it going to be a bad strain? What type strain of strain on is the offense? That's what a great, it is. That's a great point. <laughs> it, I mean, that, that's what they are. Uh, cue up your uh, your Austin Powers. Who does number two work for? Okay, I mean, the offense is just tough to take, and that's not a Harburg fault. That's not a even a, a Satterfield thing. It's just what they are right now because we've 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 put our heads together a lot with looking at 0-9, how difficult that team was offensively, how offensively challenged it was. And it was, all right, it was Nebraska saying, just don't don't put the defense in a bad situation. And Sean Watson didn't. Sean Watson dialed it back, give the football to Roy Hallou. Better offensive line now than, or I should say in 09, than they have now. Quarterback. I don't know where Harburg can go, but I think I, I, I like what I see. 
but you didn't have BK or Niles Paul. I mean, you're, you're limited weapon-wise. Your, your go-to guy is, is Fedoni, who needs to get about eight catches tomorrow for Nebraska. And then I love Grant's skill set, but you just wonder about him playing, uh, being able to play free, yet still do his job, and that's take care of the football. And see, whenever you, you go lay out all these questions, I think that is the reason why we talk about the offense because there's a lot more questions that can be answered on the offensive side of the ball than on the defensive side of the ball in a game like this against Louisiana Tech, especially considering something you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, the weather that we're going to see tomorrow afternoon at Memorial Stadium. And it, it seems to me every single time I check my weather app, the uh, the weather flip-flops and whether or not we're going to be seeing severe weather tomorrow afternoon. So I think you have to go in with the expectation that you are going to see severe weather. And if you do, if you see rain and you see wind, this really advantage Nebraska in terms of what Nebraska has on the lines of scrimmage. Louisiana Tech a little bit undersized with their defensive line. Offensive line is all over 300 pounds, so they're not the most undersized offensive line. It's not like what North Dakota brought to town last year. They're a little bit better than that, but that's not the focus of their offense. They're, the focus of their offense is getting the ball to their playmakers in space, guys like Smoke Harris. And if you have rain and wind, you're really taking – I shouldn't say taking an element away from the offense, but you're making it a lot more difficult for that Louisiana Tech offense to do what they want to do. And I, I can see a, a really rough offense performance from Louisiana Tech if you do see severe weather. Whereas Nebraska's offense, as Matt Rule said many times this offseason, is built for the elements. It's built for the cold weather. It's built for the rain. I, I think if you do see that weather, it's going to be advantage Nebraska. And my question becomes, how much is there to evaluate with the defense at all, assuming Louisiana Tech is going to have to run the football a little more than they'd like to? They... they they still got to go out and do it, and that is a pressure in itself mm. where they've got to be great every game, mm. where they've got to be what they've been every game. And that is you're the quarter turn of the season now. So you need some slack picked up. I think the folks down at 10th and Vine know that. Your recipe for success tomorrow is zone reads. It's intermediate passing, take a few shots down downfield, uh, maybe some freshman wideouts that get in the ball game, maybe they find Tommy Hill, and then just hammer away between the tackles. I don't dislike what the style wants to be with Nebraska. They're just hard at, at doing it effectively right now whenever they I – mean, listen, what do they, what do they run well? They run quarterback sweep well. Uh, they run – some the counter some counter with that, that tight end coming across the, the formation. counter is awesome and and that's really about it they can't just Quarter, line up quarterback sneak i'm yep, pretty sure the that, quarterback sneaks four, at 100 percent success rate this year aside from the false start on the goal line that's that you just made someone grab a a shot glass <laughs> by bringing that up but if i wasn't in studio well, we'll, uh, we'll take one for you. But we invite uh, <laughs> you out here, plenty behind the bar here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. Happy hour rocking and rolling. And uh, just a hop, skip, and a jump for you if you want to jump on the interstate. If you're traveling this way or you're uh, in Omaha or the metro region, uh, kind of between Cabela's and the Embassy Suites, Herdat Sports Bar and Grill, La Vista, it's uh, just tremendous. Uh, the wraps look incredible. Elijah will hammer. Uh, 75 wings later, <laughs> burgers, wraps, pizza. They've got uh, all that for you. Jacob Bedilla going to join us here in about four minutes. Uh, Jay emails in, save 50 wings for me. So Jaybird Erickson has RSVP'd. We will get him. Uh, we will get him the sweet chili. I think. 
I, and we got to find something. They still have the bang bang sauce. Got to figure it out. But we got to. We got to. They do. We have the confirmation from no, Brandon no, here. No, you have the bang bang sauce, but what do I dip in it now? Whatever you want. My my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just drink it, dude. I, um, Just drink it. Oh, the cheese curds. Uh, oh, put it good. in a syringe. That's, that's a win. I like the fried green beans as well. Well, I think you go with the bang bang sauce and the fried green beans. Oh yeah, of course. That's and, what I do. And, and I think you give know, me anything deep fried in that bang bang. Maybe sauce. we audible and and we just get some naked wings with a little garlic on them, salt and pepper, and you give me the bang bang sauce on the side, and I just dip my wings in the bang bang sauce. You're invited out. Heard at Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. Jacob Bedilla on the way. It's Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Friday Roadshow. Hale Varsity Radio here in La Vista. The Heard at Sports Bar and Grill. Book it. Friday nights we are here. Here for uh, getting you ready for Louisiana Tech. And if you're headed off to prep football tonight in the Metro uh, get something in your tummy. That is, uh, as uh, our dear friend Gorman suggests, some of those uh, cheese curds in the bang bang sauce. No, 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 he didn't say cheese curds. No, I'm saying, but that, but you do cheese curds in the bang bang sauce. Yeah. But you do the corn nuggets. Yes. In the bang bang sauce. The cheese curds in the bang bang sauce sounds like the absolute play right now. It, I, it is. I'd be so in for that. I, I want to try. I want to try some some wings in the bang bang sauce. Ooh, or fried pickles. Fried pickles is is, See, is an option. I really don't think anything deep fried is going to be bad in the bang bang no. sauce. No, it's that good. Well, just give me a, a you know a wrap in the bang bang sauce. Uh, Randy chimes in with his prediction. His Sunday headlines: uh, the polar bear with two more sacks. He is up there for. TFLs, uh, a lot of that front seven or front six or however we want to define it is right there. We're going to effort Jacob Padilla, try and get him locked in as uh, he is covering volleyball tonight, Nebraska, Ohio State. Jacob will also give us a lowdown on Grandmama Part 2. That's Larry Johnson, head of the Creighton, and some football thoughts as always from Jacob Padilla. So we'll get uh, connected with him in a short amount of time on the stream and oh here he is you mention his name and all of a sudden he appears at his couch and i love the artwork behind his right ear it's a it's a turkey jacob it's from the niece correct yeah the niece did the turkey and and i i offered to to use my hand one time for my two little nieces uh evie and Ella, and, and Ella, my four-year-old niece, has a switchblade, and she wanted to play the knife game. So I had to quickly <laughs> um, punt that idea. But, uh, Jacob, good to spend time with you. At Jacob Badilla underscore is where you find him. We're talking about Sunday headlines, Jacob. So we'll start there before we go to volleyball. And what are you uh, thinking Husker Nation is, is talking about or is a headline Sunday after Nebraska Law Tech? Uh, obviously the first headline is going to be whatever happens with the quarterback spot. And that's, I mean, that's been every headline throughout the season to this point and small sample size. We've got two games of Sims, one game of Harburg. Uh, and obviously we've got the previous data to, to look back on as well, but none of that directly applies to this specific situation. Um, so it's only kind of part of the story. So, um, Matt Rule has played it pretty close to the – and actually, it seems like we've gotten some um, 
mixed signals from the coaches throughout the week. Like every time we've heard from them, it sounded a little bit different in terms of the likelihood of one versus the other and how, how that's going to play out. Uh, just kind of kept us guessing. So um, I, I don't know what to think about. I, I think if Sims is 100% healthy, like he'll start. But I don't know if he's, I don't know how close to 100% he has to be for that to be the case and where he is on, on that scale. Uh, I mean, Rule talked about, hey, there's what, Thursday or, or Wednesday, whenever it was, talked about how he wasn't 100% there with like all the run plays yet, like all the actions they want to run with the quarterback and um, so like if you don't necessarily want feel comfortable with him doing that then probably don't want him out there at all let him get healthy so um, no matter who starts we're obviously going to have big reactions because again that, that's the fascinating thing about college football is you think about just how small of a sample size it really is you, you just get 12 games and, and that's it you look at a lot of other sports and there's a heck of a lot more data to uh, to study and to learn from. Whereas football, we, we react this way because this is it. We get 12 games to look at, and that makes every game matter so much. So uh, I think people, there are a lot of people that are kind of set on their opinions of the, the two quarterbacks um, based on what we've seen so far. And I just don't think that's a wise position to take. Um, I, I, I think as the season goes on, if, so say Sims starts the whole season, I think you're going to get better play, less turnover, some of the weird stuff that that'll down. And if Harburg were to start the whole season, I think you'd see a, a few more turnovers, a few more negative plays in there than, than maybe we saw in that first start. So um, I, I don't think it's necessarily clear cut uh, as a lot of people seem to think. And I'm sure Saturday will just uh, kind of fire up some more opinions about it. Jacob Badillo with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska, Louisiana Tech and previewing some of the headlines that we're going to see on Sunday. And, and Jacob, tell me, as the week wears on, do you still think we're going to see both quarterbacks in some capacity tomorrow? Or does it really come down to the health of Sims? Because we've discussed a lot on, on this show this week that this is really your last test before you need to decide who your quarterback is going to be for Big Ten play and, and even more short-term, who your quarterback is going to be for Michigan, kind of the last rebuttal opportunity for Sims before that happens. Do you still think that we're going to see both quarterbacks on Saturday, or do you think that the, the health of Sims could keep him off the field for another week altogether? Yeah, if, if Sims is healthy enough to play, I think he will see both uh, because I think Nebraska will be in control of the game enough to where – you can get to your second units there later on in the game. And I, I think they'll maybe maybe go a little bit quicker with that, with the quarterback change, than, than maybe just the last drive. Um, you can probably see uh, him get a couple of maybe the whole fourth quarter or whatever if Nebraska is firmly in control. Um, but I, I don't – like I, I think uh, – if it's going to be Harburg the whole time, I think it'll it'll probably be just because they're not comfortable with where Sims is at. And I don't necessarily know what that means for Michigan. I think if Sims is healthy enough, I think he'll he'll get the start again unless he just kind of uh, doesn't do what he needs to from week to week leading up to the game. Um, so, But you still want to get uh, Harburg some, some reps there so you're comfortable with both guys. And this is kind of your last non-conference opportunity to, to maybe do that, to get guys ready for what you're going to find in, in Big Ten play. And Jacob, to follow up on that, you kind of 
briefly hit on it with what does that mean for Sims if he doesn't play tomorrow against Michigan? In your opinion, I know you're not a part of the coaching staff. There's a reason those guys make all the money. But in your opinion, if a guy like that misses back-to-back home games and, and Harburg puts up two good performances, the momentum you'd have to think is in Harburg's favor following what we saw from Jeff Sims through the first two games. I, I don't see – at least it's, it's more difficult for me to see a scenario where, where Jeff Sims, after two poor performances, misses two games, then comes right back to start against a top-five team in the country. Yeah, I think it's uh, – Rule himself said he's going to – the decision is going to be based on who he thinks gives them the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, what plays into that is the preparation, the, the practices leading up to the week, the mastery of the playbook and the ability to run different things. Like you're going to have to be able to do – you're not going to be able to go super conservative against Michigan and be able to have success in, in that game. You're going to have to have everything available. You're going to have to try some things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise do or that we haven't seen yet because um, it's going to, you're going to have a tough time moving the ball and keeping up with them, I would imagine. So um, I, I think while we, we only get to see the games and, um, and, and again, we see that Harvard performance, I think, in kind of at the end of it, probably looked a little bit better than if you were to go and evaluate every little decision um, whereas the the Sims performances were probably worse uh, or felt worse than they maybe were because of the, the big splash plays. And with the way coaches think, it's in every rep matters throughout the week, during the games, all that stuff factors into their decision. Um, so I, I, I definitely, like, I don't know that, oh, if Sims doesn't play this week, I wouldn't say that guarantees that, oh, yeah, Harvard definitely gets the start. I think it'll still be uh, – there's a lot that more that goes into that than just these last two weeks. But if Harburg goes in there and takes advantage of his opportunity and maybe looks even better this week than he did last week, I think that will make that a much tougher call for, for Rule than maybe he thought it would be going into the season. A couple minutes here with Jacob Padilla on Hale Varsity Radio. When you talk about the running back room and obviously very banged up as we learned on Monday, but – when you look ahead to Sunday and potential headlines that could happen with that running back room, say Anthony Grant struggles, I feel like we're going to get a sense, at least from the fan base perspective, is that the sky is falling. And I, I don't know what like kind of extreme you're going to get on Sunday, and I want to get your take. What do you expect to see regarding specifically the running backs the day after the game? Yeah, if we get a fumble, uh, fumble loss from from Grant during the game, then people are yeah, jumping over. out of North it's Stadium. <laughs> yeah, Sunday Sunday might be rough, um, but I, I think <laughs> I think he's gonna. I, I think he's a good enough back that as long as they give him some some blocking, I, I think that he'll be able to do good uh, do a good enough job um, to kind of at least not make that the the major focal point. We're obviously talking about it right now because wondering, all right, how many how many carries does he get? Do we see the younger guys behind him um, who we haven't seen yet? Emma Jobson obviously has only done kick returns. Quinn Ives hasn't uh, been active, hasn't been uh, in the picture at all to this point. Um, but I, I put together kind of a – I went back and watched all of Grant's uh, carries and touches from uh, the first game and the, the, this last game during the season. And I, I, he is probably their most dynamic runner. And I think – that, that first game he struggled a little bit against Minnesota. He had no blocking. I, I didn't see – there was maybe one play where I thought, okay, he could have done a better job there. 
every other negative play, even the fumble, there were two missed blocks on that play. He broke one tackle, and then the guy that popped the ball free should have been blocked by somebody else. And he got back into the play from behind and made a play because he didn't get blocked. So I, I think if Nebraska can find a way to clear the, the, the way enough for Grant to have a chance to get on, get some one-on-ones, get to the second level, then I don't think the running back – I think we're probably talking about it more now. I think people will feel fine heading into the next week as long as we don't get a fumble. Jacob, can I keep you two minutes on the other side to hit some volleyball and, and Larry Johnson? Is that good with you? Yeah, I owe it to you for the delay. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. He's saying, oh, Jacob owes us nothing. Oh. He's fantastic. Look at that. Oh, what do we have here? There's the first round of 75 wings. The shrimp, the bang-bang shrimp. I'm going to take a picture of that are, before I devour it. Are we going to name this episode Bang Bang Sauce by the that, times see, we that, have that, mentioned That may it. not get the um, the clearance to be posted. <laughs> this is how I'm going to okay. put it. But we, we could. It's, so, it's an idea. It's thanks an idea. for sharing, Elijah. I took one. Have you had the Bang Bang Shrimp here, uh, Jacob? Uh, I have not, no. Mm. Okay. So good. Yeah, Elijah's not going to share. He uh, he had them bring three sets of uh, silverware with knives. <laughs> so he is going to fend that thing off. More with Jacob Padilla. We're here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. We invite you out. We're here till 6. Live music follows us. More with Jacob on the way with Hale Varsity. Hale Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hale Varsity Radio. Well, Nick Saban is right on that rejoin. I did not blow on the shrimp before I dove in. And uh, a little warm, a little hot. <laughs> but the, uh, the Bang Bang shrimp is incredible. The corn nuggets... I will have to negotiate to get one from Elijah as we're here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. Thank you, Gorman, for some munchies. And it was a priceless moment when you bit into that shrimp because you went with the most classic reaction ever of somebody who bites into something hot, which is <sighs> going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it was priceless. <laughs> I will survive. Jacob Adela has given us some <laughs> overtime. Jacob, to, to volleyball we go. I want to take on. Nebraska tonight, twenty-one uh, number 21, Ohio State comes to town. Let's talk matchup for a second. Nebraska's number two in the country. They're incredible defensively. They are serving much better overall, and their their freshmen are not playing like freshmen. The talent is enormous. But any threat tonight that you see by Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, they're playing one of the, the best players in the conference, and Emily Londot, who's averaging almost five kills a game. And anytime you play a, a team with a, a, a talent like that, you're going to have to go out and execute. And Ohio State, they've, you look at their, their schedule, what, lost like six straight, but all the top 25 teams, including some top 10 teams in there. So it, it's a team that's as tested as any team in the country. They've already faced some of the best teams uh, and have gotten a chance to kind of figure out, all right, what works, what doesn't work, and now they're resetting, heading into conference play. So uh, it's going to be tough most nights in the Big Ten. Um, six different ranked teams, and some of those others outside the, outside the top 25 are, are no slouches as well. So 
yeah, Ohio State's going to be a challenge. Um, fortunately, it seems like Nebraska is getting healthy again. Uh, I think Coach Cook mentioned that Lindsey Krause, Laney uh, Choi Boy have been back in practice and will be available this weekend. So that's a great sign after um, missing those two against Kentucky last week. Um, but I, I think Nebraska feels good about where they are heading into this matchup for sure. And, and Jacob, you mentioned Kentucky. I think just about everyone in Nebraska and in and really a lot of people around the country as well. I've seen that incredible rally against Kentucky. I was going crazy in my living room watching that. Just a fantastic performance of, a, of, of athleticism by both teams. And something we've talked about with Husker football this year is the fact that, that the defensive performances, if they can continue to stack those, it's going to give them a chance in every single game that they play this year. And kind of gets back to the old adage of offense wins games, but defense wins championships. Does that adage hold true for volleyball as well? Uh, John Cook certainly believes so. Um, that's how, that's what he bases his teams on every single year. I think they probably spend more time on defense, on, on passing, um, on, on their blocking than a lot of, a lot of other programs probably do. Um, it's just the, it's what they build, uh, their, their program on year in and year out. And you see that, uh, more often than not, they're top five, top one in, in the country in defense. And here they are again, uh, number one in the country, uh, he he wasn't I tell you he uh two four set wins against top 25 teams uh they're number one in the big 10 in offense number one in defense and all he was worried about was them allowing uh the last two opponents to hit over 200 which is the first time anybody's done that all year against them so the cook is uh that, that definitely tells you kind of what he's focused on defense will always be first for this team uh and now we're starting to see the offense come along and that's kind of where the letdown has been the last few years is the offense hasn't necessarily been consistent. There have been some breakdowns between the passing, the setting, the terminating. Um, it just hasn't really flowed together um, enough to go all the way and win a championship. The defense has been at that level. The offense has been. And I think so far this season, we're seeing the offense has risen closer to where they are defensively. And that'll give them a great shot to make a run this year. Jacob, we'll wrap with you, bud, here. Thoughts on Larry Johnson, head of the Creighton. We'll get back to some Husker football talk in a moment, but uh, great pickup for the Jays. Yeah, uh, you can go check out my Twitter feed. Um, I will continue to call it that. Um, but uh, I just put together a thread with some clips on him, just kind of breaking down what I saw from him from uh, the summer circuit playing on the EYBL uh, for Team Thad. Just really explosive athlete. Downhill, powerful driver. He just, I think, is going to be a really good complement for a team, particularly that class that has other shooters. You've got Jackson McAndrew. You've got Ty Davis in that 2024 class, both uh, more perimeter-oriented players. you got those guys spreading the floor and then Johnson getting downhill and dunking on people. So really good pickup for Creighton, uh, and I think he's going to be a great complement for what they already have and will have coming back. Like Jacob, I get what you're saying, though, about the, uh, the whole Twitter feed. I'm going to continue calling it that as well because – like, if I were to say, hey, go check that, go check out that on, on my ex. Like, I wish nothing but the worst for her. Like, I don't want anyone to be checking out my ex, so. Wow. <laughs> only, only you would make that joke. Thank you. Jacob liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that works well. At Jacob Padilla underscores where you find him on Twitter. And that's how, uh, that's how I kind of stick to it as well. Jacob, we're looking forward to your coverage tonight. and We'll see you tomorrow in the press box. Thanks for the time, bud. Thanks. Should be fun. All right, there he is, Jacob Adilla with us. Good to get caught up with him. We're at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. You're invited out. Show till 6. Live music follows. Get the Bang Bang Shrimp. 
thumbs up. Blow on it first, of course, and then hammer the corn nuggets as well. Elijah's giving you two thumbs up there. We'll get to some of the comments. We'll dive in uh, in hour two with Bill Dolman and some time at 525. Wants and needs out of Saturday for Nebraska football heading into Michigan. But first things first, and that's handling Louisiana Tech. Reminder, we're at the single barrel tomorrow, noon to 2, ahead of kickoff, pregame show, Hale Varsity Weekend Edition. So excited to see you there. Brendan, our friend from the Black Hills, chimes in. He wants some turnovers tomorrow on defense. I think that's uh, going to be key. I think that's a headline. Part of why I went with the, the defense, even over the quarterback and running back question marks. Uh, Moonbot7 says it'll be hard to bench Grant if he starts fumbling. He is dynamic. You don't know what you got uh, necessarily behind. We haven't seen Emmett in live action. You haven't seen Ives either. And then uh, Tim chimes in. Is Teddy healthy? You think Teddy goes from nine snaps snaps to about twenty tomorrow? Yeah, it's it's the acclimation process, and and I don't have any inside information here. I'm not giving you the 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 behind the scenes info, but from what I can tell, this seems to be a case of let's get this guy ready to go for Big Ten play. Let's do it the right way. We're not going to throw him into the fire. We're going to acclimate him into football, and then uh, by the time Michigan's in town, I think you're going to feel a little more comfortable. Maybe not giving him all the snaps, but giving him the lion's share if you acclimate him correctly. If you could get that left side of the line shored up by Michigan, and they can be different but better with the run game, with some play action, with a tough quarterback, uh, the offense could look markedly different. Cruz says, what's up? Healthy debate. I want to see Harburg against a Big Ten defense before he he's looked at as a season-long starter. Very fair. Uh, whoever goes up against Michigan is going to need an ice bath for an extended period of time. So there's that. Matthew asks the obvious question, and it's a great question. What is in the bang bang sauce i don't mess with chefs right i've been scared by gordon for many years Uh, i think the answer to that question is come try it and tell us what you think yes we'll get to more your comments on the stream we'll wind down our one road show friday as hail varsity radio here at hurt at sports bar and grill and now and now back to hail varsity radio Moving towards 5 o'clock, happy hour is underway here with the Hurt at Sports Bar and Grill. Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday here in La Vista. You're invited out. If you're wondering where the Hurt at Sports Bar and Grill is at, it is tucked right next to Embassy Suites, Cabela's. It is a destination spot, and the Bang Bang Shrimp is what's featured. It's incredible. Again, my plan is to distract Elijah, get the corn nuggets uh, during the commercial break, and then we will dive back into Nebraska football thoughts, headlines on Sunday, and then once and needs, right? You're making a list in your mind as a Nebraska fan. How in the hell do you feel better about Michigan <laughs> <laughs> a week from tomorrow? And what you see tomorrow will help kind of shape that. You've seen enough on offense, and I know they're working hard and they're trying to get better, but you need to be a little bit more confident offensively in this football team. And uh, they are trying. They've got a guy that I think can be very capable and, and good at quarterback. 
We know Grant is explosive, and, and they're not full. They're not full yet on offensive line just because they're missing arguably their best offensive lineman. So we'll see what Teddy looks like. We'll get to more of your comments. Keep them coming in the stream, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. So we'll get to Cutter's comment. And I need clarification from uh, MT Husker fan. I assume that's Montana. Maybe it's Mountain Time or no, Mountain. The, uh, the the little picture they have is the state of Montana okay, with the script Huskers I, on the inside. I, so. Okay, thank you for your eyesight because clearly mine is failing at the age of 45. Uh, Rule of the Day has chimed in. So we'll get to all of your comments. Reminder to get buckled up. Hands on the wheel, eyes and mind. Straight ahead, the driver has one job. That's to drive a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. The Pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman, coming up shortly after 5. And then he is imaginary and wears red. Friday forecast time at 540 with the infamous Clasborn. And what a game slate we have weekend full of football for uh the uh, the masses to check out and i know uh we'll be watching nebraska louisiana tech but we'll also have eyes on some of those 230 kickoffs and uh and then the night cap is going to be just incredible and it's it's really a stage for the big 10 cotter and elijah to, to shift some minds because right now if you're ranking conferences penn state looks about ideal Ohio State's looked shaky. Michigan's been fantastic defensively. They've not been overly impressive offensively. And, uh, you you know, we'll see what Iowa's all about as they head to Happy Valley. Pac-12 looks awesome. And what a swan song for them with all the NFL potential they have at quarterback out on the left coast. But the thing is, the Pac-12, they're good this year. Don't get me wrong. They're good this year. They're flashy, though. They they, they are – they are good in a Pac-12 sense. I don't think the Big Ten is flashy in how they are good. Michigan, I mean, you kind of laid it out. Their offense is – it's a Big Ten offense. It's going to ground and pound you. It's going to be body blows. And they might not look like they're uh, an elite offense, but by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, they've really taken it out of the defense that they're playing. Ohio State, their defense has led the way for them this year, which is a, a new story for Ohio State that you're not used to. And then Penn State, to their credit, has a great offensive line. They have Drew Aller, the quarterback. He wasn't great last week, but he's impressed me this year. They're complimentary. Penn State has more complimentary of a, of a nature in their football. But I think we'll see as the year goes on that those top three teams in the Big Ten are as good as we thought they were whenever we started the year. Well, I want to uh, give a quick shout-out to my cousin Jeremy and his lovely wife. Uh, little Lorexa was born this morning, and uh, she has been brought into this world. Hour two coming up. He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Hour two, Roadshow Friday. Hale Varsity up here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. Elijah and I keep hammering this massive shrimp, the Bang Bang Shrimp. The shrimp's so good. George Costanza would endorse it. It is uh, tremendous. Bill Dolman is pondering, can you bring me some shrimp back to Lincoln? Uh, we would do that for the pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman, NBC Sports, the professor at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Billy D, it's uh, another Friday showdown here with uh, Nebraska trying to step forward. It's Louisiana Tech. We've been a week till Michigan gets here. How you doing? 
I think oh. Billy D's muted. That is I my fault. It. That's there my we, fault. There we go. Okay. That's my fault. Me? And take two. That was my fault, Bill. <laughs> a lot false of start. being handed out right now. It's foreshadowing here. It's a false start. We should have called the timeout for the first play of the game. That's what uh-huh. we should have done. Yeah, that's what we should have done before hour <laughs> two. If it's Elijah's fault, then uh, he's graduated, so Connor gets the F. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear it. Just, just, just pile on there, Bill. But uh, well, that, that's always the age-old question, Bill. Every single week, we can ask you this question: How did Connor do in class this week? Was he was he living up to standards? <laughs> did he have to go sit? Well, we in the turned back? in our papers this week, so this could be interesting. Bill has these several red pens of death. You know this, Connor. Right. <laughs> he was but, he was uh, curious but well behaved. <laughs> there we go. I'll take it. <laughs> Bill, let's talk a little bit here about wants and needs for Nebraska football. And uh, let's kick that topic off specifically on the offensive side. What are some wants Bill Dolman has? What are some needs Bill Dolman has for the Nebraska offense? Wants the football, needs to hold on to the football. Okay. I think uh, that's the first and foremost thing uh, for Nebraska's offense. Uh but yeah, play as mistake-free as possible. No silly penalties. You know, no inopportune. Uh, you know, first and goal at the five, and next thing you know, it's a second down and fifteen. Just Field goal range penalties yeah. or whatever. But you got to hold on to the, the the most important thing is holding on to the football because you have possibly Jeff Sims playing. Not quite sure, but if he's going to be out there, he has to hold on to the ball, and you. Do have your best running back, okay? We love Gabe Urban. Urban, we love uh, Ramir Johnson. But let's face it, when you watch all three of them play, Anthony Grant is the one who looks like the most pure running back that Nebraska has, but he has the same issue as Jeff Sims, and that's putting the ball on the carpet. So if one or both of those guys play, they just cannot turn the ball over. Sims is, or, uh, uh, Grant's numbers are pretty good, like 16 carries, 76 yards. That's not bad. Got a touchdown, but he cannot fumble the ball. That's the that's the bottom line for Nebraska. Yeah, Bill, whenever we were, were talking first hour about headlines that we expect to see Sunday, Schmitty, and credit to him, maybe he's right here. He thinks it's going to be the defense that makes the headlines on Sunday, but I'm kind of with you here in terms of it's going to be how well that offense takes care of the ball. Because I think if this offense takes care of the football and this defense plays up to standard, it should be a comfortable win for Nebraska against Louisiana Tech. But the wild card is with that weather and with – potentially Jeff Sims playing quarterback, potentially Anthony Grant playing running back, the, putting the ball on the, on the ground seems to be something that could really hamstring Nebraska in this game and, and give Louisiana Tech an avenue to win. Is that what your Sunday takeaway is going to be, good, bad, or ugly? Is it going to be the turnovers? Well, first of all, I hope the, subli- the headline on Sunday is Dolman wins lottery, takes friend on, <laughs> friends on cruise. Um, but uh, <laughs> buy stock in Guinness. Uh, but – Uh, You know, it's ironic, though. We may have a really bad weather day, right? And it could be it could be raining from uh, early in the day and all the way through the game. And here we are hoping that Nebraska doesn't have turnovers on one of the sloppiest Saturdays that we've seen in a while. So uh, if there's ever an excuse or a reason for them to put the ball in the carpet, I guess Mother Nature might be the one who made uh, that they've got to beat more than anything. Um, I'm, I'm just, you know. The game over Northern Illinois last week was was positive, you know, in that they won the game, but they really won the game the way they should have. It wasn't sneaking 
through with a sloppy 17-14 survival game. Nebraska pretty much handled business, did what it was supposed to do. Harbor looked, you know, more than efficient and satisfactory as a backup quarterback or a solid replacement if he has to start. The defense was dominant. Northern Illinois got most of it charged in the final five minutes of the game when it, you know, put some points on the board. So I think for the most part, Nebraska won the game last Saturday the way it should. And that has to be, I think, the, the headline on Sunday this week, that they didn't survive a scare from Louisiana Tech, that Tim Rattay and Troy Edwards are the headline stealers, even though Nebraska doubled up on Louisiana Tech 25 years ago, right? What was that, 56 to 28 or something? Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is Nebraska has to have another, let's say, routine-type win, even though anything – there's been nothing but routine the last 20 years. But if it's another 36-11 to 11 win – then that is most satisfactory for this team. Professor Bill Dolman is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. <laughs> and uh, I want to go back to the wants and needs real quick. And I'm leading towards this is more so of a need for me, but I want to get your opinion. Is it a want or a need for Nebraska to have back-to-back scores on Saturday? Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, what's it been, five years since Nebraska's had back-to-back double-digit wins? And now we're talking about just getting back-to-back <laughs> uh, scoring drives. So, uh, you know, I think Heinrich Harburg, uh, it was such a positive game last weekend for him. Uh, if you go back to his debut, that spring game a couple of years ago, I had, to, I had to laugh that the only thing he could do in that game was go to the right, remember? And then the only play that he had that went to the left was that last-second pass in the spring game. And then we didn't see him again. They didn't even take him to on road games last year. They didn't allow him into, like, quarterback meetings. And he comes back and he says, the, the you know, the, the statement in the postgame, if you work hard and you play hard, Matt Rule will play you on Saturdays. And he got his chance and he played well, and I think that he's confident. So I think he can efficiently run Nebraska's offense and maybe more than just efficiently do it do it with a little confidence and dominance. So I don't think there's any reason why this team can't, uh, with Anthony Grant and with Heinrich Harburg or Jeff Sims, I don't see why they can't put, you know, put together another double-digit lead in the first half and win this game comfortably. Uh, you know, Louisiana Tech's 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They played at Dallas and lost 38-14 to 14 to, uh, to the Mustangs, and really they weren't in that game. They lost last week 40-37, to 37 against uh, uh, North Texas. And I think Nebraska can probably put up those kinds of numbers, the high 30s into the 40s against them tomorrow. Bill Dolman's joining us, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. We're in La Vista. You're invited up. We're here till 6. Live music follows us. Bill Dolman is joining us to get hour two kicked off the Pride of Fairbury and can also stream the show. Your comments we might have to, to invoke the Ask Bill uh, part of this show moving forward on Fridays in the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. So if you've got a question for Billy D, uh, fire one off. We'll pick one and ask him. And, and it's like the Ask Bill segment sounds like something that should be in a newspaper, like instead of like the, <laughs> like the advice columns, like Ask yeah. Bill. But instead of being some like suburban mom who's answering your questions, it's some like <laughs> hill, hillbilly dude named Bill in the backcountry that has his like – his down-home southern ways that he uses to answer your questions. Yeah. The, the Fairbury uh, intellect, right? Just bang, right there is going to give you the, uh, the thoughts and the wants and the needs. What do you need to see tomorrow 
to give you a little bit better feeling about Michigan? Uh, another con- a consistent afternoon from Heinrich Harburg or a better afternoon from, from Jeff Sims. So it is quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think it, it for Nebraska, it has to come down to that because whoever gets the majority of the snaps, I think tomorrow is the one who's going to see the majority of the snaps against Michigan. I, if, if Jeff Sims doesn't play tomorrow, I think that this is the precursor for getting Heinrich Harburg ready to play against Michigan. I'm not, I don't see how, how Sims can be out two consecutive weeks. And I know he lost his job because of an injury and that you want to, you know, give him the opportunity to get his job back, but two weeks away, and then you're going to play Michigan at home. And if he's feeling pressure already, you know, maybe he's ready to go against Michigan and you bring him in in a relief role. And, and maybe you do divide the snaps up uh, fairly evenly. 60 40 or something like that but if harbor gets the start tomorrow and if he plays well and nebraska does get and you know a, a 40 to 17 winner i don't think that team's going to score 17 points on nebraska's defense a 40 to 14 win or 40 to 10 win i think you got to say you know heinrich you, you got to be confident as, as you as well as you played the last two weeks you're the guy that's going to take us uh, uh take on michigan and jeff sims hopefully will be ready by then and he gives Nebraska a terrific weapon. He can throw the ball you know, reasonably well, and he can run the ball extremely well. So if they're both healthy for Michigan, I think they both see the field. But if Harbor gets the majority of the snaps, he's going to be the guy against the Wolverines. Could we just call him the German? <laughs> Zed German. Zed German. Zed German. <laughs> so it's Bill Dolman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Bill, you briefly mentioned – the defense and how they've been playing and how you think it'd be uh, a difficult ask for Louisiana Tech to go put up 17 points in this Husker defense tomorrow. And whenever we're talking wants and needs, specifically with the turnovers on this defense, that's been a big talking point this week. If if the offense is going to be careless with the ball, the defense has to pick them up and, and get some more turnovers, generate some turnovers. Is Nebraska's defense getting turnovers tomorrow on your wants side of things or on your needs side of things from what you want or need to see from the defense? I think it, I think it needs it. Uh, if there's one area where it needs some confidence, uh, I think that is that we can force turnovers. And I think Matt Rule said in one of his uh, weekly press gatherings that we need to have uh, have the confidence to make those kinds of plays defensively. And yeah, you you can go after the ball. You can try to get that that uh, the, the the punching the ball out or going for the interception and maybe relying on your athleticism and, and jumping the route and trying to to get the pick and maybe maybe that that team as uh, um, uh, I don't want to say violent as it is but as as aggressive as it is maybe they are holding back a little bit and and not making a play on the ball when when they really can so I think Nebraska's defense does need to force some turnovers, and I'll go back to the weather. What better day to, to try and force a few, punch out a few, than on a day when it might be tough to handle the football. Now, it might end up being 72 degrees and perfect. Who knows? This is Nebraska after all. But I think that if there's one area that that defense needs to get better at, it is getting the ball back and giving it to the offense so the offense can hold on to it. Bill, your assessment so far on special teams, I think it's been pretty good so far. We obviously saw – that really nice punt coverage in the NIU game. But that's something that we've talked about throughout the Frost era and was like, well, hey, this is a phase that is deeply lacking and is costing a a lot of positive moments for Nebraska. Your assessment on them and how they've been able to complement the defense as well. I I think Nebraska's special teams really over the last few years has been as inept or forgotten about like, oh, I don't know, the 
Chicago's attention to the Bears. But anyway, um, at least the security attention. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you didn't need to go there. Come on. (laughs) Well, I I needed to give people a good sense of where I was going. You know, I, um, I, you know, I think that Tristan Alvano is, even though he had that uh, hit off the upright um, uh, in in Colorado. Well, when he comes out there, I think people just start to feel confident. Remember a couple of years ago when we were bringing people out of the stands and and <laughs> just trying to get somebody to kick the ball over the, the offensive line or trying to kick and punt the ball in the right direction? Shout out to Husker I, legend I, Matt saying, Waldock. Yeah, Waldock, God love you. At least you beat I mean, I'm not saying that Nebraska's you know special teams are you know the best in the country, but they sure do seem competent and at least not a concern. This uh, so far this season, Bushini didn't have a great game at Colorado when he should have, but I thought he was much better last week. And I, I, I love watching Albano. I love watching him kick. I mean, he looks like an NFL guy out there. Bill, weekend plans. I know we'll probably corral you in at the single barrel tomorrow morning. Well, noon to two, uh, not quite morning, but uh, pregame show weekend edition. But you excited for the matchup of college football here? A couple of minutes left with uh, what, what, a, what a slate it is for Colorado and Oregon and beyond. I mean, you've got such uh, national matchups. You've got, well, it's early season. It's not even into October, but it, kind of a judgment weekend. This is the best weekend uh, uh, of the season so far, and you've got terrific matchups from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. I think that uh, Notre Dame-Ohio State uh, matchup is somewhat fascinating. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see what Penn State does against Iowa. I'm looking forward to the Bo Nix and Shooter Sanders uh, marquee matchup, uh, Oregon against Colorado. Uh, I know Elijah is really excited about the budding rivalry between uh, Kansas and BYU for whatever reason. Um, but I think this is a, a great weekend. And, of course, everybody's looking forward to the Pac-2 championship game between Oregon State and Washington State. <laughs> I, you need to get out to, to Wazoo and, and just start selling those T-shirts right now. <laughs> the the Pac-2 championship. Yeah, tonight today would have been a good idea to do that, right? They should uh, have had know, it on Friday part. night. In total Pac-12 fashion, they should have put that game tonight. At 11 p.m. At 11 o'clock. Yeah. And, yeah. and away we go. And you know I would have stayed up and watched all three hours of that we, game. Yep, we would have. Yep. Can we bring you some bang-bang shrimp? Are you a shrimp guy? If the price is right and it's free, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, corn nuggets? Again, price is right. I'm not going to charge you. I'm not going to door dash you oh, and say, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, just, I need 97.50, please. Don't grab bring a bat and all back and bring on back to Lincoln with you with a couple of old fashions and a six of Guinness, and I'm good for a while. All right. So are we taking that down? Sounds old like a fashions. hell of a Friday night. Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a pretty good Friday night. Yeah. Billy D, we'll see you manana. Thanks so much, bud. All right. Go Big Red. See you guys. There he is. Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman. And uh, good to hear from him. We're here at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, week uh, Weekly shows for us on Fridays. As uh, We'll get into some more thoughts for the upcoming ball game. Nebraska, Louisiana Tech. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday here at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Don't forget, weekend edition tomorrow, pregame 
at the single barrel inside the graduate. Noon to 2, we'll get you geared up for Nebraska, Louisiana, Texas. See you down there at high noon, but you're invited up here in La Vista for the Heard at Sports Bar and Grill. If you haven't tried it, checked it out. The menu's new. It's incredible. The wings look to die for. The uh, Bang Bang Shrimp, undefeated. And the Corn Nuggets are just electric. And we talked about the Bang Bang sauce a lot, and it is heavenly. The hot honey, oh, Ooh. Uh, the hot honey oh. that goes with the corn nuggets here. Okay, wait, can we stop there for a second? Can Do we need to show, the, show the, the viewers on the Hale Varsity YouTube what channel? Is a, what is don't a corn spill nugget? It. What's up? Can you tell me what a corn nugget okay, is? Imagine you know, cornbread. Yes. Yeah. Imagine cornbread. Instead of being baked, it's it's fried. It's into these beautiful little Ooh. nuggets, if I would you will, and they more. deep fry zoom it. Zoom in more on the can- Yeah, there we go. Uh, look at that texture. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Beautiful. I could get it on that. And then here we have the hot honey, which has been half decimated already. <laughs> um, There's it, a large scream and end sign, quite frankly. No double dipping. Yes. <laughs> if you're sharing. Guilty. We'll get into some more of your comments here on the stream yard. We will reveal our want and need due to our dear friend from the Superstation, ESPN, Cardi Hastings, Grand Island. We love Duda. Uh, he says, I cannot call Harburg the German or the German, which well, is fine. I mean, the options that you have. He's close. He's close to the Harburgs. He's covered the guy forever. So if you can't go the German, your options then are Heine, <laughs> Ricky, and I'm, I'm out. I'm out after that. Double H. Double H. Double, eh, that's lame. H squared. That's lame. <laughs> well. Boo. I, I, I like Heine it is, I guess. But that's also for Heineken. Well, we just call him Heineken. There it is. <laughs> Give the Heisman to the Heineken. I love there it. There we go. Uh, Todd emails in. I love hearing from Todd. If Grant starts fumbling the bleeping, I, I assume he wanted ball after that, how do you not know what you got? Maybe a guy behind him that doesn't. So, fair point, Todd. Appreciate you listening. And as always, sometime we're going to get you out of Council Bluffs and over here to the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill so we can say what's up uh, in person. But uh, I love Todd's. He drops in the, uh, the swear words eloquently in his emails. <laughs> they are awesome. Uh, no, and, and that's what you're going to need to see tomorrow, right? Once in needs, we'll, I'll start off with running back. You you need you're going to want to see Emmett Johnson perform with live bullets, uh, speed, size, quick twitch, good back, right? Good back that was recruited, number one player in the state of Minnesota. You want to see him be able to to use that size and speed and physicality. And that's a want, not a need. Well, it's both. Okay. It, it is both. It is you're going to want to see him not at the dismay of Grant making a mistake. But you're just going to, going to want to know going into Big Ten play that you've got other options at running back for, for whatever reason. Uh, Ives is another guy that is uber talented in high school. What type of transition does he make? Rule of the Day chimes in on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Uh, they're excited to see how Ives looks. And he's a little bit bigger back at, at six two and a half or so. 
closer to 200 pounds. So the want and the need is on offense. you got to see both those backs totally agree. And you don't want it at the expense of, of what Grant isn't doing, but you just want more options. Uh, from a once and a need standpoint on defense, it's both for me. And both is that four-man rush. Can you get home? Can you get sacks? Can you get hurries? Can you get pressures? Can you collapse the interior of the pocket? Can your edge guys do well and and do so without bringing that extra pressure mm-hmm. like you had to do against Minnesota, like you had to do against Colorado? I love that, that, that Mr. White dials up pressures all the time, but, but can, can Lenhart be healthy and be something off the edge? Can, can Blaze Gunnarsson be healthy and get something done off the edge? We've seen Nash do work on the interior pocket, and we know Ty Robinson's been continuing to, to play good football. So give me a four-man rush that gets the quarterback down uh, and, and levels some sort of punishment there without having to bring extras. And I'm with you on the defense in terms of the wants and needs. I'm not sure I agree that you need Emmett Johnson tomorrow in you order for you to go win the something. game. I think you need to see Emmett Johnson as the year goes on find his footing and be a competent second back. But I think in a, a, a game like Louisiana Tech, I think with the threat of the quarterback run and then the actuality of the quarterback run, I think that can almost count as a second running back in a team or in a game that you should have the, the physicality and the size advantage on the front seven of Louisiana Tech. I don't know if you need Emmett Johnson tomorrow. I think you'd want to have him, but I think you just want to see some flashes from him tomorrow, and you can hope that he can continue improving as the year goes on. As for my wants and needs for the Husker offense, I think the big need for the Husker team tomorrow is considering the weather that's in the forecast and considering how how much you have a size advantage on the front seven of Louisiana Tech, I think you do need to see that element of of the Husker offensive line imposing their will early and often. And if that's three to four yard rushes in the first quarter that turn to seven to eight yard rushes, that's fine. I do think, though, that specifically with the offensive line, it's going to be the run blocking tomorrow. You need to be able to impose your will, even whenever Louisiana Tech stunts and brings blitzes. Just use your overwhelming size advantage and clear some some spaces for guys like Anthony Grant and Heiner Carberg, maybe Jeff Sims, in order to get those chunk plays. In terms of a want for the offense, I think that play-action, deep passing game is a huge want to get some of that onto film. It hasn't been very successful this season, aside from that trick play against Minnesota. I think you want to get some of that on film before Michigan comes to town so Michigan doesn't feel comfortable having the game plan. If we're just putting eight guys in the box all game, we're going to dare you to, to throw the football over the top. I think you want them to have that in the back of their mind that, hey, you know what? That, that deep passing game is progressing and it's getting better. We're going to have to account for that before we go play this Husker football team. If, if, if Michigan put it, can put eight guys in the box, it is going to be a long, long day for the Husker offense. That's a want tomorrow. I don't think you need that to go in the football game, but I think you want that to put that on film before Michigan is in Lincoln. You, you need a deep shot to hit tomorrow. Yes. You, well, to, uh, to, you do. Because you, you, you don't need a deep shot you to hit tomorrow in order to win the football game tomorrow. No, you you need, need a deep shot in order to forward, show Michigan yeah. that you can. No, because you, you've tried in your offer downfield against Minnesota. You tried in your offer to Tommy Hill last weekend. Mm-hmm. And what more do you want with a guy who's improving as a passer than one-on-one coverage where there's about five yards of separation because they bid on play action? Mm-hmm. So the setup's been there. You just got to get the execution 
down. I love this from our friend Colin as we're here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. They have some of the college game day going right now and a lot of shots of touchdown Jesus in the Golden Dome at South Bend. And Colin tailgating right now at Notre Dame. And he's trying to get the Go Big Red chant going, but everyone's just looking at him like he's on drugs. All power to you. He needs friends here. That's a game to get to, man. Now, this is interesting. Is there more red and silver in the stands, or is it all sorts of Notre Dame tomorrow night for kickoff? Does Notre Dame fans sell out because Ohio State fan, like Nebraska fan, willing to shell out a lot of dough. Well, I mean, it's not the first time South Bend's been taken over. Nebraska did it back in 01. Mm. Uh, yeah, Georgia do it. Well, it was about, about a decade ago now whenever Georgia was playing in South well, Georgia Bend. Georgia did it did. in, like, 18. Was, yeah. it, was it that recently? I thought that was because Clemson a did it. Ball game. Clemson did it about five years ago. That's the game I was thinking of of 2018, but maybe Georgia was more recently than I remember it. Not the first time that opposing fans have mm-hmm. come to, uh, to South Bend and, and taken over. No, it, it's a good spot to go take over. It's fun. Uh, Cotter, your thoughts here, man. Wants and needs. Talk to me. I got a want for the offense and a need for the defense. And I'm going to transition over to want in scores and back-to-back possessions, whether that's a touchdown, field goal, whatever. I think you need at least one touchdown in there. But I would like to see back-to-back scores on back-to-back possessions from this offense. I think a need for your defense, tomorrow you need at least two turnovers, whether that's a fumble, interception, whatever. You need at least two turnovers, especially if it's going to be raining against this Louisiana Tech team. This unit has been absolutely fantastic throughout the first three games. The turnover area has been the one area that they've been, if you want to say, lacking. And I think if they could get a couple uh, tomorrow night, that could give them some momentum in that category as well, heading into your biggest game of the year against at least your toughest opponent of the year in Michigan at home. So I think I need to see at least two turnovers from this defense tomorrow. I, I like that, Connor. I think in terms of a, a, of a need, and it, it's so tough for me because I'm defining need as something Nebraska needs tomorrow to win the football game. I don't think this is necessarily the case. I think you'll have a little bit more leeway, but I'm still going to call it a need based on what we've seen the past three games. To me, it's not how many turnovers the defense generates. I think it's that complementary aspect of the turnover margin has to be positive, whether that's one takeaway from the defense and or none even, from the offense. Or, right? I mean, you were even last week. If you want to show development, be positive. I agree. If you want to show development and show that you're getting better and you're cleaning some things up, I think you need to be positive. And, and maybe the, the need is being even, the want is being positive, but I think in terms of what Matt Rule has said this season getting better every single week showing that progress you got to even last week now against a similar opponent in Louisiana Tech just in terms of what we're expecting to see from them and the talent level that they bring to the field I think that improvement would be being positive tomorrow afternoon so eat beef says you can tell Cotter isn't from Nebraska it's a delicacy around here referring to the corn nuggets around these parts I got I got exposed I it's all right are you a hot dog schnob or old boy Danny Burke bless his soul uh, was not down with the uh, the hot dog options a lot of times at Nebraska game days. Are you, are you in the same boat because of all of the... You just can't put ketchup on it. No, I don't. Totally agree. Totally agree. But I'm saying Chicago's pretty renowned for their dogs, their brats. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I, I'm pretty simple, honestly, when it comes to a lot of Chicago people. I just go with... Onions, relish, and mustard. I don't and nacho cheese. 
No, not with Mountain Dew. <laughs> Antichrist to my right. With but the, his hot dog. The Chicago hats. dog is obviously great. You just can't put ketchup on it because that is the golden rule. You cannot break that rule. What's the difference? There's a there's a wedge of tomato in there. What's the real difference between a wedge of tomato and ketchup in your mind, Connor? Uh, well, you look cultured I if you've got a wedge of tomato. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm going to be honest here. I don't even like tomatoes, but I like ketchup more. So. I think it's just the fact that you don't have ketchup on your hot dog, so you replace nope. it with tomato. Relish is where I go. I stay away from the onion to make sure the others around me don't die. So Don't sleep on the nacho there, cheese. There we have it. Uh, we will get to Clausburg. Friday forecast up next with Hale Varsity. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Working through a Friday road show, Hale Varsity Radio here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. You need to check it out. The menu is fantastic. All sorts of pizza choices. Uh, the wraps are to die for. The Bang Bang Shrimp, the Corn Nuggets, the Wings. And they have all sorts of whiskey behind the bar just for you. Not a whiskey guy or gal. How about some vodka? That works. Cold beer. Cold beer here. And uh, a lot of excellent choices on the tube. It is uh, glorious, the uh, setup they have with all the TVs. So you got a spot to watch Nebraska tomorrow. If you're not headed down, it is right here at the Herdant Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. It's that time. He's imaginary. He wears red. And it's all about the Friday forecast with the infamous Clausburn. Claus, how's your week? Well, Christopher, I have to say I'm, I'm a little worn out. It's been a busy week explaining to the older folks in my circle that they don't need to be afraid of the fact that Heinrich Harburg was named the field general for the week. He's simply going to be a quarterback, not leading a Panzer division or the Luftwaffe in. So we've got nothing to fear uh, except for maybe a little bit less wheels on that triple option that they ran on the first play, which I needed to consult a doctor four hours later is all I'm going to say about that. Clausbert is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. I don't know. even. I just wanted to have him keep talking about Harburg. I mean, I mean wow. the, the World War II history buff in me loved that. That, loved that, that. was it's not a Panzer division. All right, there we have it. All right, we'll start the forecast off. Ohio State at Notre Dame. And uh, our uh, folks on the ground, Colin Jay, has chimed in. And there's a ton of Ohio State fans around the game day set. Uh, There's going to be a lot of Ohio State fans around touchdown Jesus. And it won't matter because Hartman and Notre Dame are going to be uh, all for it. They will win tomorrow night. They will defend home field, even if it feels like a road game. And I like Notre Dame over Ohio State because of the quarterbacks. You've got an experienced guy that could make a big-time Heisman push in Hartman. you got good defense from the Irish. And uh, the ground game solid. Ohio State doesn't look the part. They won't play like it tomorrow night. Uh, Notre Dame 27, Ohio State 17 win outright even though the Buckeyes are favored here. Elijah. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on this one, Schmitty. Uh, I think that Ohio State's defense is legit this year. They've had a couple seasons of trying to get that right. I think they got it right this year. Their offense might not look like world beaters, but they are a Big Ten football team. I think their offense might look like that a little bit more tomorrow, less in terms of the the long 
methodical drives, but I think they get just enough offense from their their playmakers. I think they win this game by a score of 21 to 17. It's the defense that Ohio State can thank for the win tomorrow. Connor, what do you say? I got the Irish in this one, even though they are home underdogs against the Ohio State. I'm going to go Notre Dame 31 and the Buckeyes 21. I'll be really interested to see how much red is actually there, but should be a phenomenal game nonetheless. Claus, what do you have here, the Irish or the Ohio State Buckeyes? Well, I've seen the news reports that uh, Notre Dame Stadium is going to be more red than it's been at any time since the year 2000 when we went there and won a pretty tight ball game. I believe it went into overtime. And this is the first time that Ohio State has been to South Bend since 1996. So we're talking 27 years. And you would have thought that maybe it would have happened a little bit earlier, but I feel like with that being a Catholic school and consecrated by the Lord, I think maybe the hellfire, lightning bolts, plagues, and the death of the firstborns would have happened the minute that Herb stepped on campus. So probably it was best to wait until now. I think you're right, Schmitty. I think Notre Dame is a better team, and I think they win this one. Similar score to that game in 2000, 27-20 in overtime. All right, Claus says OT. We head to Uncle Phil land, Oregon, Colorado. Buffs are down a two-way standout. Oregon's got a great quarterback that's been in college longer than Tommy Boy, and the spread is 21. I think Oregon uh, just does push the envelope here. I'm going to say 44-21. Ducks all over the Buffs. Elijah. Uh, I know people don't like us talking about Colorado, therefore I will not pick an outright Buffs win as much as I might want to. Uh, I do think, though, that there's enough Colorado offense to at least cover the spread here. I think Oregon, my official prediction gets it done, 38-31. to 31. Colorado covers, and that is an under just barely, if you were wondering. That's an impressive number if it comes true there uh, with, with it being that close. Mm-hmm. Connor, what do you got? I'm going to go with the Ducks here at home. I don't think they're going to cover, but I think they're going to win by 17. I'm going to go Ducks 38 and Colorado 21. All right. Claus, what happens here? Does the buff stampede keep rolling? Well, Christopher, I don't know where you and Vegas are getting these big spreads. I understand that before the season, we didn't think much of Colorado, but they keep surprising us. I guess maybe you guys figure anytime someone travels through the mountains to Oregon, there's a good chance that half of them are going to die of dysentery or they'll lose an ox fording the river. But I see Colorado hanging in on this one. I think the Ducks win, but I think it's close. I'll take Oregon 35 and Colorado 31. Couldn't agree more, Claus. Oh, love, uh, love the score I'd, there. I'd be here for that. Let's uh, get to Florida State. Clemson, danger time for Clemson. Florida State favored by two. I think Florida State wins. I like their defense. I like their run game. I like their quarterback. And uh, give me Florida State uh, 27. Give me Clemson 24. Tight ball game, 27-24. Florida State the win and cover. I'm going to take Clemson outright in this one. I think that the reports of Clemson's demise have been greatly exaggerated. I don't think they're as good as they once were, but I think they're going to be ready to play this one. I think their defense is for real, and I think they're going to get just enough from Klubnik in that offense, especially the running game. Give me 24-21. to 21. Clemson wins outright. Connor. Well, I actually haven't watched any Florida State since they beat LSU, so I'm going to go strictly off of that game, and I'm going to say Florida State wins on the road by a touchdown. 
I'll go 28-21 Knowles. All right, Claus, the Knowles or the Tigers? Well, Clemson, of course, is in the state of South Carolina. Nance has me watching this uh, Murdoch Murders uh, (laughs) special, which, of course, also took place in South Carolina. In this new season, they show that O.J. Simpson released a video around the time of the trial saying he felt like that Alex Murdoch was going to get away with it. But I think what O.J. missed is that Alex Murdoch did not average 143 yards for the Buffalo Bills at any time. (laughs) Which I think is key to getting away with murder. So I found that to be fairly interesting. I think in this one, Florida State may bury Clemson. I don't know about that two-point difference. I think Florida State wins this one going away 35 and Clemson 20. 15-point win on the road. How are we doing time-wise? Do we have time for Bama, Ole Miss here? If you can do it in 30 it. seconds, yeah. Uh, give me give me Ole Miss, 27-21. Uh, they went outright. Bama wins. They don't cover 24-21. to 21. Another 24-21 prediction from Elijah. Connor? I'm going to go Bama 27-24. I think they bounce back and get on track. Claus, hang on to your Bama and Ole Miss prediction, and then we'll get to Nebraska here very shortly. Can you do that? I suppose that'd be fine. There he is, Clausburn. Friday forecast will wind down a road show Friday here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, Friday forecast rolls on Hale Varsity Radio at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. Come see us on Fridays. Single barrel tomorrow, noon to 2, getting you ready for kickoff. Come see us at 9th and P as we get you ready. Elijah Herbolt, Connor Clark, Chris Schmidt, Clausburn with us. Claus, we left off with Bama, Ole Miss, and the lane train rolls in, dogged by 6.5. Finish us off here. Well, Nick Saban's probably reaching that age that every father reaches where he realizes that the sons can now beat him up. We saw that with Steve Sarkeesian earlier. We may see it this weekend with Lane Kiffin. Of course, you probably experienced that yourself, Christopher, with Junior about 15 years ago. (laughs) So you know it can be a rough time. But when you're talking a game between Mississippi and Alabama, you know that no matter what happens, somebody's sibling or cousin is in for a rough night. So I think Ole Miss wins this one. I think Lane beats up Dad 24 And Alabama 20. Ole Miss with the win. We turned to Nebraska and Louisiana Tech. The line is 21. And uh, I don't think Nebraska covers that. I think Nebraska looks better on offense, but still a lot to to work on. Defense is still lights out. But uh, I think Harburg starts, gets the win. I think we see a little bit of Sims, but it's Harburg's show tomorrow and it's the uh, ground game that does the work. Give me Nebraska 31, and give me Louisiana Tech 9. Win and barely a cover. Yeah, I don't think that the weather tomorrow is going to lend itself to Nebraska being able to cover a a line this large. I do think Nebraska exerts their will. I think that what Matt Rule said this week, I mean, he shot you straight about Northern Illinois with their defensive line. I think he's going to shoot you straight with the blitzing that Louisiana Tech brings. I believe that is going to cause Nebraska some issues. I think they're able to overcome, and I think that Louisiana Tech offense gets enough explosive plays to get some points on the board. I think Nebraska wins comfortably. They don't cover. Huskers get it done 27-14. to 
27-14, Connor. I think Nebraska does cover here this week, and I think they exceeded my expectations last week, and now I'm not going to say that the offense is going to run all over this La Tech team, but I think it's going to be majority defensively. That's why they end up covering. I'm going to go Nebraska 38 and La Tech 10. Okay, and we leave it to Claus. Burn Claus, what happens tomorrow? Nebraska, Louisiana Tech, minus 21, Big Red. Well, I think it would serve Matt Rule well if he really is worried about how many people Louisiana Tech is going to rush to start Heinrich Harburg. I mean, who besides somebody named Heinrich Harburg would know about a blitzkrieg? <laughs> Another World War II reference. There we I go. love it. I'd love to take shots at Louisiana Tech, a school whose uh, most famous alumni are, of course, Terry Bradshaw and that guy from Duck Dynasty. But <laughs> I also believe that the fellow who is the president and general manager of that baseball club in Omaha, uh, Marty Cordero, is a graduate of Louisiana Tech, and he seems like a good guy. Plus, <clears throat> every time I see that helmet, I start hearing choppers and all along the watchtower by Jimmy <laughs> Hendricks. Thinking of Tim Rattay and Troy Edwards going for about 600 yards on us 25 years ago. So I feel like there could be a trap there, but I think Nebraska wins this one. They don't cover, but they come away with the victory, 31, and Louisiana Tech, 17. Claude says 31-17, no cover, but another win. Claude, we will get set and ready to go for Michigan. Does that sound all right? Okay. Appreciate you. All right, podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio and the Hale Varsity YouTube page. Talk to you tomorrow at noon. Thanks. A Huda Media Production.